Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 12, maybe. I think it's episode 12 of the Unprofessionals podcast. I am your co-host, Noah Laney Wet, and I'm joined by my co-host, PP. Presida. No. I don't know who that is. He keeps talking about this. He keeps talking about this random guy. He is I, and I is he, and we are one. None of that's true. He's been doing smelling salts for the past six hours. Yes, yes, I have. That is also true. Anyway. All right. Anyway, so today we are going to take a bit of a detour from our normal NBA playoffs episode. Well, that'll, that one will come out later or at the same time, depending on how editing goes with uh, our Lord Bryce Lee in Australia, who got into University of Sydney or something like that. So congratulations Good to Bryce. Job. He's not necessarily going there, but you at he's least in. have to get he's in. Accepted. So we know, we know for certain he is going to college. Congratulations, yeah. Bryce. But today we are going to talk about furthering your education. Exactly. Today we are going to talk about players that we feel are rather underrated in the NBA and could use a change of scenery. And I look at both of those questions differently. Oh, you're gonna okay. All right. Um, then why don't you start? I think CJ McCollum is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Explain. He is very, very good for that team. But I feel like he is overshadowed by Damian Lillard. And the fact that he's never been an all-star just baffles me. Because he's also in the West. But he's, if, like, like he, though, like, the numbers he can put up, given a number one option or, you know, just, like, Oh, he's getting more attention. I feel like he could be one of the best guards in the league. I would agree with that. If you watch CJ play, you can tell that he could score on literally anybody. Mm-hmm. He's he's so nice with it. Like he is very just nice with it. the handle is so brutal. Like he just does shit that I've never seen. Like I never I don't see other players try to do. Yeah, he just like he just makes it work. And then and then like the game against Memphis when he just took over. On yeah. John Morant, and just he hit some incredible shots on yeah. incredible jumpers, mm-hmm. and like that that guy has never been an all star. Like it, I don't know, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's I'm not too surprised that he's never been an all star. Yeah, he because, is in the West. That's why. Like, it's a lot harder. Yeah, like he's had but every that's another, year to compete with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, James yeah. Harden, Russell Westbrook. True. And like, now he honestly, has Luka. Honestly, I feel like he should have been it over Russell Westbrook at least one time. Like if that De- and like Devin Booker, if Devin Booker got snubbed, I can definitely see why CJ McCollum got snubbed. You know, there there have definitely been some years where yeah, you could say CJ should have made it as a reserve over somebody else. Mm-hmm. But he does also only average like twenty a game, which like isn't bad. But, but it's like I, you you expect more from. An I feel all-star. like he could do more. I feel like he could do more. Oh, he definitely could do more. I um, feel like I feel like it's like I'm I'm not comparing him to Bradley Beal, but like Bradley Beal without John Wall 
did amazing things this year. They didn't win, but him individually did very That's well. That's true. Yeah. This season he averaged 22, 4 and 4. And like those are definitely good stats, but he also did have what Luca Harden. Yeah. Houston Westbrook was very good in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Who else was it? Doesn't matter. It's it Damian Lillard. And yeah. so it's like it's not surprising that he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But he was definitely very good. Um he averaged but, 23 in 2017, which I did not know. But it's also not surprising because that year he had Clay and Steph to contend with. And yeah. they were winning significantly and, more. And Clay and Steph are deserve to be All-Stars every year. No question. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, like, he's underrated, but I also understand why he's not an All-Star. But that's I, I do still think he's severely underrated. He doesn't get the attention that I feel like he, he could or he should. Yeah, I think that he could very easily be like a 25-point-per-game scorer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, like, even, like, like, he could – I I think he could even go past a little bit. I think uh if he goes – if he went somewhere like Philly, I think he could score a lot more, and he'd be much better for that team. I I was also thinking if he was on, like, the Celtics, like, in in a system like that where he could be number one scorer but also work in a system, I think he could – Yeah be very well he can do very well i think i think the numbers would go down a little bit like i think he'd average like 29 or 19 yeah but, he but would like definitely he win. would he definitely win. contribute to winning yeah he would win a lot more and i feel like he would also get a lot more attention that like in media otherwise like he would make all-star teams and other yeah. stuff um quick aside about philly did you see the thing about dan tony being the front runner yeah. for the coaching job i don't I like it really I don't like it if you want to keep Embiid. Because so D'Antoni's run two different offenses essentially in his time as a coach, and it's seven seconds or less, which I think we can all agree Embiid does not fit. And he runs – and he's runs – no, he can't. He can fit it for out. like maybe half a quarter. He can figure it out. And then he just Come dies. On, Come on, Embiid. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. For and Philly. then, and then his other system that he runs, as we all know, is small ball. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no, there's no way you can argue that Embiid makes small ball work, considering he's seven two, three trillion pounds, with the stamina of hey, I don't know, he lost weight. something with low no, stamina, like it's not a fat baby. Pounds. He's not a fat baby in terms of talent, but he is in terms of stamina. But if you're hearing he's this, Embiid, I still love weight. you. You're cool. He is cool, but he's going to lose weight. Well, didn't we say this last year? It's a different and the year. year before. It's a new year. It's a new year. <laughs> and the year before. It's a new year. Okay. I think I think Simmons Simmons will work very well in that. I think I, I also Simmons will work heard, well with D'Antoni. I also heard this is just in the rumor mill. I heard Philly's trying to sign. D'Antoni to lure James Harden to Philly. That would never work. You don't think so? No, that would be a terrible idea. Harden does not fit with Embiid, especially since they do the same thing, but Embiid does it around the post. Harden just does it at the three-point line. And Harden and Simmons do not work together unless you want to make Ben Simmons a Clint Capella who can pass. Yeah. Yeah. I do think CJ would benefit from that a lot, though. 
I think CJ, that I think I think Mike D'Antoni, CJ, CJ and Ben Simmons, McCollum would be amazing oh, oh, together. Oh, oh, I think, oh, yeah. If CJ was on the Sixers, oh hell yeah. I think those two work very well. I would honestly, if I'm Portland, I ask for Embiid and I trade CJ, Gary Trent, Anthony Simons, and like one or two first round picks for Embiid. Because I feel like that's worth it. I I would take that. For both teams. I think both teams would love that. I would take that. That'd be very good. The Sixers could effectively transition to small ball. They could like borderline between small ball and big lineup by putting Simmons like, at point guard. Also, like we know, D'Antoni doesn't win with those systems. He's had James Harden, Westbrook, PJ Tucker, like, Eric Gordon, and he hasn't won. But I think his problem with that is that he hasn't had like a player who can actually like, finish the game as like a clutch time player. Because yeah, Harden's a good scorer. But he doesn't utilize mid-range. And I feel like mid-range is – like a mid-range game is one of the most important things mm-hmm. in, like, being a clutch player. And because then it, think- it gives a different dimension to your game for the final minutes. Because I feel like a lot of, a lot of like, last-second shots are made around the mid-range, yeah. Yeah. If you so want, like, if you want so like, an ISO, and that's what CJ would do. Yeah, you, you think CJ would be a better closer than James Harden? I think so. I think – I think – I think Harden will hit more big shots, like just one shot. I think in the last two minutes, CJ would contribute more. Harden Harden's will score more every single time because he's simply the better player than CJ. He mm-hmm. can score every time he wants to in like the regular season. But once they like tighten the grip on them, once they throw guys at him like Lou Dort, um, yeah. Drew Holiday, I feel like CJ – is more capable of breaking that down because of his mid-range than James Harden is. I agree. But, like, what I'm saying is if I, if I have 10 seconds left on the clock and it's James Harden and CJ McCollum, I'm taking James Harden. If I have two minutes and I need seven, eight points in two minutes, I think James Harden will get locked up more I feel, I would take CJ. I would actually go the other way with that. I so? would take CJ for those 10 seconds because you saw what happened with Harden in the playoffs fucking Ginobili blocked the shit out of him true true and that was that was like a 10 second thing because I feel like in those 10 seconds defenses can focus up for at least that 10 seconds just to stop one person I'm thinking about when he hit that jumper over like three Warriors players one of them being Draymond and he hit that shit from like 35 out I do remember that that was also a three point but that's also like the only example I really have of it yeah. Like, I, I've ever really seen much else from him in ways of, like, clutch performance by uh-huh. by him individually without, like, his team. Because, like, yeah. the team is important also. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I, I don't really see it from him personally. Yeah. I, I do see it from CJ, I feel like, more. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, it, it usually is Damian Lillard taking those shots. You still see it from CJ quite often. Yeah, and I attribute like I go back to the Memphis game when I when I talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch that game? I watched the end of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, so I did. I did see all the stuff that CJ did. Yes, and that's what makes me think that CJ went crazy. But anyway, enough about CJ and the Sixers. Um, A player I feel like is underrated and could use a change of scenery would be Buddy Heald. 
interesting. Because they gave him like what a hundred million dollars for four years or something, something like that. Uh huh. Um. Let me check that out. Uh, but then they just benched him for no reason, even though he should never be benched making that much money. True, and his Especially, stats are good. His stats are yeah, the stats are good, and but they still like bench him because they tried to force him to be a point guard, even though he so obviously isn't. Yeah, that that that's what I was like. That like hurt him, like his perception. Exactly. Like, he, like, like the, when, the when Darren just, Fox got injured and they gave Buddy Heald point guard duties, like. He was pretty pretty bad at that, and it it hurt them a lot. Yeah, exactly. The Kings are trying to like force him into doing something that he doesn't do. Yeah, he's making like twenty about twenty million a year. Yeah. And I don't know. I'd love to see him just somewhere else that he'd be appreciated. I would. I also him think on the that Sixers would be cool. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say him on the Sixers would be amazing. I It'd think be really he'd, nice. I think he'd fit with D'Antoni well, but I think. The only difference is that he's he doesn't seem like the kind of guy you have as a closer. Yeah. So that would be the problem with that team. Honestly, honestly, like him on the Sixers with Embiid and Ben Simmons would be so so good. If he went to Milwaukee, I think that would be amazing. Really? Like yeah, you have Eric Bledsoe at point guard, Buddy Heald at shooting guard, and then Giannis can once Giannis gets a better basketball IQ to like kick it out when he needs to, rather than just like knowing the system when to kick it out, because that's what the play calls for. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you have Buddy Heald to kick it out to you, have Chris Middleton to kick it out to you, have Brooke Lopez to kick it out to. That would I think good. that would I be like very kind of fill a role. You'd kind of fill a role that Malcolm Bragman filled, just less ball. Yeah, handling more exactly. Yeah. Less ball handling. I'm not sure how Buddy Heald is on defense, honestly, because who who actually watches Kings games enough to know that? Yeah, I also, but I, I feel like his but that's where he's like six but, five. Yeah, but that's where Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, and Brook Lopez all help out, and I feel like anybody can be a good team defender. Yeah, and I Before also do think that. Yeah, I think it would make Chris Middleton more effective because you could see in like in like close games between Miami, like. They knew Giannis wasn't going to do shit yeah. because he can't in those situations. So it's they knew they knew Chris who, who it was fan. coming from. They knew who it was coming from. Chris Middleton. After the Heel. playoffs, where Chris Middleton just shit the bed for most of the games, except for that one game. I don't know. Well, because it's also like because they knew how to play Giannis, and once you do that, the entire system collapses. But I feel like. Because they knew it was going to Chris Middleton other than him. And I think that Buddy Heald would help out a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Because then it gives like another option of oh, somebody who can score on their own besides yeah. Chris Middleton, which opens up the floor a little bit more than like just Bam sitting on the spin waiting mm-hmm. for it. And then they can like effectively double Middleton whenever they want to because they don't have to worry about Giannis from outside. Yeah. No, you're right. I the, the Heat did play them well, but like Chris Middleton, like like all right, Chris Middleton was All Star and Cedric McCollum was it? But I feel like Chris Middleton just isn't that good. I just like he's good, but he's I don't know. He doesn't at least against the Heat. He didn't he didn't play well at all. Well, the Heat also he's never like, been a real closer. Will lead everybody. They did. They did. They did. The, the Heat but like. 
then then again, like I feel like I feel like really good secondary player like Clay Thompson. I, I know they play completely different games, but I think Clay Thompson wouldn't succumb to that. Or a guy like well, because Clay also has Stephen Curry on his team, and he had Kevin Durant, so Clay was the third option, so he could score sixty and eleven dribbles in ninety but seconds holding the ball. If you, I mean, if you have Giannis on your team, that kind of should no, because open you know where everything else too. Well, no, no, it doesn't because you know where Giannis is scoring from. Inside, you don't right? know you, so you, but you don't, but you don't know where Steph or Kevin will score from, and that sure. was the thing that helped Clay so much. It's the, sure. it's the dimension of unpredictability, which is what helps teams so greatly. So if you have an, so if you have a more you unpredictable blame, score, you blame Chris Middleton's failings on more on the, the way they played Giannis. I don't. I would say Chris Middleton definitely has something to do with it because some shots you just have open and you he missed them. Uh-huh. But I think that the entire Bucks system was to run through Giannis. And once they figured that out, the entire system collapsed. Because they very rarely had plays where they were intended for Chris Middleton. That's true. I feel like if he had plays, like, there are definitely plays to set Clay up, right? For sure. Yeah, exactly. Like you, so you like, just get him a screen, get him around. A, yeah, then, there's yeah. definitely something to set Clay up. There's definitely something to set. I don't know any other second option up. Uh, who? What are? Who are other second options? CJ. Fucking CJ. West, yeah, there's definitely Westbrook. place to run CJ. What? You Westbrook uh, is probably the best example of having somebody who has play set up for him because he's just so different than Harden for scoring. Yeah, true. And I, I mean, like again, like Harden can. I feel, like, I feel like Westbrook can go get his own or he can get a play set up for him where he can score. Chris Middleton didn't do that. I feel like Kyle Lowry is the second option on the, on the Raptors with Siakam being the first, right? Well, and then they, they sort of had the same problem there too. Where they knew how to well, play be, Siakam. Well, yeah, except Nick Nurse is a better playoff coach than Budenholzer. Budenholzer, I would call him the – I'd consider him the Mike D'Antoni of the East because he has a system – and if it doesn't work, it, it if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then he, he doesn't make he doesn't make adjustments like that's what Brad Stevens sort of had an issue with earlier in this Heat series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Nick Nurse, but Nick Nurse tries stuff out and it works sometimes. Yeah. And but all, the box in one, <laughs> the box that was so annoying, but it worked. Because <laughs> there was nobody else. There was nobody else. Yeah. Oh no, Alfonso yeah. McKinney from three. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> When Steph gets fucking locked up by Van Vliet because Steph literally can't go anywhere and all the other four players can't do anything. And he still averages 33 oh, that in was the series. Funny. That was funny. Dude, Steph is a god. He's so good. He's so much better than everybody. But something that Kyle Lowry had, because Kyle Lowry played well, something that Lowry had mm-hmm. that Middleton didn't was like a second score. Like Because while Boston would just sit on the would sit on the spin like that Siakam would have that um the Bucks would so often do like that he yeah. would do to the Bucks like they had the same thing like this mm-hmm. like did the same thing and then they stopped that yeah it just didn't but work. then yeah. you had Kyle Lowry and you had Van Fleet as uh-huh. options to yeah, get true. to because you know you knew they could both score when they needed to uh-huh like, but Middleton like, didn't really have Chris that. Middleton didn't show me that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
Well, well, because he didn't have another person to like at all be a threat on their own. Like, it's Eric Bledsoe is pretty good. (laughs) Eric, not good enough for that. I've, I haven't seen seen Eric Bledsoe make a off the dribble three or a mid range. I, I see him make layups. Go crazy since I see him make layups and catch and shoot threes sometimes. Bledsoe's more of a defensive guy anyway, so that's not really his yeah. job. But they need somebody who's that's their job. And finally, circling back to the original point, I think Buddy Heald would yeah. help that immensely. No, for sure, you're right. All right, and then a player who. I feel like isn't underrated anymore because of these playoffs, but I think could use a change of scenery or not. Honestly, he fits anywhere really is Jeremy Grant. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. Well, I feel like Jeremy is the player that everybody, I think he's perfectly good with the nuggets. Definitely. I don't think he needs a change of scenery, but apparently he is going to opt out of his year, his next contract. After this playoffs? After these playoffs? Yeah, he, he's I definitely think he's, going for money. Yeah, he's definitely going for money. Um, my friend thinks he's going to the Knicks because he's a Knicks fan, and everybody goes to the Dude, Knicks allegedly. Nobody's which, going to the Knicks. But I actually do think he might go to the Knicks for the money, and then his career will die, and it'll be too bad. But but he'll get paid, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, to him. But to I think him. it doesn't matter to him. But I think he either could stay in Denver because. I really do think Grant is like the player that every team wants. He's yeah. three and D, but he also D, has big. but he also has intense versatility, mm-hmm. and he can score at the basket, and he can sometimes create on his own. He's like and he's like a jack of all trades. Like he's exactly. pretty good at everything. Yeah, he is. And it's not like everything. he's like slow or not athletic or anything like that. Like he's he's solid yeah. all the way around. Yeah, I really don't see a team that wouldn't like to have him. But if I have to choose a team, that team I choose is the Warriors because I really want him there. <laughs> you want him to know the Warriors? I think he has six-man potential with the so Warriors. so good off the bench. Exactly. The I, I honestly think he could win six-man next year if he went to Golden State. I think so, too. Dude, I, we have to see how Golden State operates. They're gonna be good next year. Gonna... I keep yeah. forget. I keep forgetting that Wiggins is there now. Yeah. So like, but like the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, their bench is pretty garbage. Yeah, and I think Jeremy Grant would boost that a lot. He would. He would. But like the the years they won, Sean Livingston, Leandro Barbosa, Andre Iguodala, like yeah. Iguodala started fr- some games. All those front they're, office players. They're all front office. Yeah. So like. But like now they have who like Jordan Poole, Alfonso McKinney. Oh, he's on the Cavs now. No, Alfonso is. I don't even think he's on the Cavs anymore. I I don't even know where he is right now. Let's find out. No, he's on the I Cavs. Know. Oh, he is. Jordan Bell yeah. is also on the Cavs, which surprised me. Jordan Bell was good for the Warriors. I liked Jordan Bell. I think they understood that his play was like his progression was stagnating though, and I I saw that a little bit too. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Alfonso's like, like they lost. Like they lost Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook was good. Quinn Cook was good for that team. He, I don't so like, think he doesn't play anymore. He doesn't yeah, play for the like. He's on the Lakers, but I haven't seen him get in. I don't. Is he on the? Is he there in the bubble? Yeah, I think. Are so. Are you sure? No. Let's because see. I also haven't seen him play at all. Yeah, I haven't seen him play at all. 
but I think he shows up in like box score stuff, like as a option for playing. He's in the bubble. Yeah. Damn. They've just shortened their rotation a lot, which is fine. And also Rondo's deservedly taken his spot. Yeah, naturally. But like, dude, dude, this I'm looking at the Warriors roster right now. It's your big three. Again, Andrew Wiggins. Eric Pascal is good. Marquise Chris is okay. Jordan Poole, Damian Lee are pretty ass, in my opinion. I think Damian Lee is, was actually pretty good. He was he was a kind of guy who's like Clay Thompson except worse. Yeah. In the sense that he could do the same things, but he would not do them as well because it's Clay Thompson, so Clay will always do it better. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that also this is a big development year for the Warriors because a lot of their a lot of their bench players are rookies. Like they have what? Smolajic, he although he rarely plays, I think he's going to start playing more next season mm-hmm. or the year after. Kai um, Bowman. Pascal. Yeah, Kai Bowman. Jordan Poole, all those guys definitely have potential to be much better. They're very young. Yeah, they're yeah. very young. The bench is very young, and I think they and can like, develop into a solid team. And like having having guys like Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and Wiggins there, like it's Kai literally Bowman the best like, mentorship. Yeah, Kai Bowman are like the fourth best defensive rating this year, or something among guards. Dang, it was ridiculous. He was like it was like ninety nine point four. That is very very good. And he has Draymond yeah. Green just to teach him, like. Yeah, and he's like, he's like not, he's not like a taller guard, but he's like, but he's like a bigger guard. Dude, Giannis like to the Warriors. I don't want to see that because it means Clay will go, and that'll make me sad. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm taking Clay over Giannis just because fucking hometown shit. Yeah. Um, let me check out the 100 possession defensive rating. Season, no, just regular season. Steph is the oldest player on the Warriors at 31. That's true. He's, he's only 31. He's, I thought he was 32. He's 31. He's getting, dude, he has like another five years left. He has like six or seven. I feel like his, his game will age so well. I, I think so. I think so. It depends on how the game changes. Dude, like the, the Lakers Nuggets series was literally all big men. It was just AD versus Jokic, low-key. Yeah, and then LeBron versus literally anybody. It didn't matter. 38, LeBron 15, destroyed. and 10. Dude, dude, it's, it's getting close it, between him and Jordan. I think, I think if he wins this year and if he can win one more, I think he'll surpass Jordan. Bro, everybody said that he couldn't win in the West, and they started out saying, oh, these Portland Trailblazers, they're like the best eighth seed we've ever seen. Fucking – Murdered them, and then yeah, there's an no. oh they're not they weren't good they weren't good. They, it's not that they were bad; it's that they were worse than LeBron. Yeah. And then the next the next series they're like oh but the Rockets aren't the Portland Trailblazers. They have James Harden. They have Westbrook. Same fucking result. Five games. And they're like oh Harden Westbrook are ass. Westbrook's ass. That's why they lost. Like no, the Lakers fucking did that to him. Yeah. You just did. decide to be butt cheeks for no reason. Dude, it was funny because. Russell Westbrook was on a fast break, and LeBron was just running behind him, and Russell Westbrook got scared. I'm like, yeah. yo. Le- LeBron was terrifying to Westbrook. Dude. But then this series that just happened, they're like, oh, Denver beat the Clippers. They're the better team, which actually I, I would say that Denver was the better team. But they didn't have LeBron because LeBron, LeBron is the greatest player of all time. 
and he uh, just he just warps teams out he just warps teams destinies year in and year out Paul Millsap has won one game in the playoffs against LeBron James. <laughs> Kemba Walker second. has won okay. one game in his life against LeBron James. Okay, second. He's the second best player of all time. It is getting close. I will say that. It is getting close. Because at 30 fucking six years old, to drop 40, 16, and 10 on a Nuggets team like that is very, very impressive. And he can just turn it like, like you know how he like chills a few games, gets like fifteen points and like seven assists. Yeah. And then some games he's just like, yo, it's game five, let me go off. Yeah, and he just, just he just turns a switch, hits a switch. He just pick he just picks and chooses when he wants to kill people. Like if you watch <laughs> yeah. the end of that game five, he was just doing like shooting guard shit, like yeah, mid range stuff because he wanted to. He was. He was. He just like. He was. He was like, I'm going to do that, it because I want to this time. And that, and I saw that, and I was like, all right, that's some real, like, killer shit. Like, that's then the you shit s- Michael Jordan was on. Like, And then you see the beginning of the game, and it's like, LeBron's like, fuck it, I'll just bully everybody because I want to. Like, he, like, he, 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 he changes one in the middle changes of the his layup. play style like that. Well, no, it's, I can't it's very impressive. Yeah, he changed it like that. Whenever he wants to, just because he wants to, it's it's very and impressive, if, and he just can. Like it is, very he can become a defensive stopper. He held the Nuggets to zero for six in the last two minutes mm-hmm. of Game Four because he just wanted to. No, his versatility is off the charts. He he ran sixty trillion feet in one second to go block Andre Iguodala in Game Seven of the Finals because he wanted to. Yeah. No, he's very good. He's the second best player of all time right now. But yo, right. he he's he's gonna win this ring, and then if he wins one more, it's it's over. Sorry, MJ. But five not, rings and stats like that, no way. I don't think he'll get one after this. Maybe you don't think so? they'll have to do I, a lot of retooling because do, the team how, the team he, he has he, now he is not it's not built to last. Is is he thirty six? He's th- he'll turn thirty six December thirtieth. But it's still, just like the team itself is not built to last like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. Like guys like Rondo, Dwight, Alex Caruso. Yeah, like they're they're here for a year and then they're gone. Like they'll keep Kuzma because I think Kuzma mm-hmm. can develop into a better player despite me not wanting to watch him play ever. Um, Anthony Davis is 27, and he's still got a lot left in the tank as long as he can stay healthy. Uh-huh. LeBron can literally do whatever he wants because he's immortal. And well, then, then it's just everybody else. Yeah, true. And then they're, they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to switch out a lot of players for like other role players, which I think they can very reasonably do. Yeah, but they'll have to do it wisely. You know, the thing is, if LeBron loses this finals. I don't think he can ever suppress MJ. I could see opinion. why you. I could see why you would say that. Although I think he already has. I could see why yeah. you would say that. Yeah, because like, cause like for, I, I picked the Lakers to win it all this year, and but like in 2011 against the Mavs, they should have won that. And they didn't. There, the, yeah, there was no excuse for that. Yeah, I so saw, like, I if, saw if, this if one it becomes, tweet and it was. 
What? If, if it becomes something like that, and he's three and seven in the finals, I don't think it can happen. I think he's going to demolish Miami or Boston, which I still think. I think Miami has a very good chance of blowing a three-one lead to Boston, because the net, the net rating through the first four games was zero for both teams. They had scored the same amount of points throughout the series, so yeah. most of those games were anybody's games, and Miami happened to come out on top. But I feel like, I feel like the talent difference is starting to get to Miami. Because yeah. they definitely had the better like work, they better they had the better chemistry. Effort, probably yeah. like they had like all the better like intangible stuff from that department. But as the series wears on, the talent starts to prevail more. True, I True. think. Like I, I would, de- I would definitely say the opposite for like NCAA basketball. I feel like team basketball always wins. Yeah, like you, you, like you. We didn't see it does it Zion. Does. Like we didn't see Zion when we watched Virginia win. Yeah. But then that's also why you see teams like the Nuggets, who are definitely the deeper team, lose to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and some homeless people. Basically. Yeah. True. True. No, you're completely right. But and these, or even like, if it does go to seven. Even if it does go to seven and either team wins, they're going to be so gassed. Yeah, they are for that for the Lakers finals, and you know LeBron is going to bully them into oblivion. That's the thing; nobody in the league can really guard LeBron. Yeah, they never could, except for JJ Barea. <laughs> of course, JJ Barea and, da- and JJ, Jason Terry. JJ, JJ, yo, Jason Terry locked his ass up, bro. <laughs> No, I, dude, that, that alley-oop is so fucking... That's so it's, funny. Dis, it's disrespectful. It's so funny to watch. It's disrespectful. But, like, yeah, in, in his... I think after, like, 2008, LeBron has been the, the man. Yeah. Just individually. I know the Celtics beat his ass, but... But that... They, okay. They, have. The they Celtics, didn't beat LeBron. I know, I know. The Celtics I know. talk way too much shit for having one ring. <laughs> they do, they do, they do. Did you hear uh, what Paul Pierce said recently? Yeah, Draymond was like, "Yo, just like Draymond was like, stop disrespecting him." And he's like, "You basically were scared of him." Fucking yeah, person. dude. Oh my god. Yo, uh, Evan, I saw a TikTok that was like, "Yo, Luka Doncic right now is better than Paul Pierce ever was in his career." I mean, if you look at it, that's low key true. But that that can be a topic for another day. We should probably wrap this one up true you're right it is four eleven. well okay this has been unprofessionals episode 12 where we discussed some very important topics such as underrated players and the playoffs in general i am your co-host chrisita with my co-host noah lenuet and we will see you next time